Where the hell's the theme music? There it is. Can you guys stop swearing? I have children over here. Next time you swear, I'm gonna call a cop. It's Sunday. It's 2 p.m. I can barely talk. It's board wrestling fan. Like you can talk pretty well to me. Nah. Yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> I've, I've been sick all weekend. I slept all day yesterday. It really wreaked havoc with my sleeping patterns. So, like, this morning, I'm sitting up playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, you know, I should probably go to bed soon. I got a podcast to do, and then I got a, a message in our group message. That, oh, it sounds like we're right into the normal week. Yeah, that 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 Drow uh, was watching New Japan Power yeah, I know, Struggle. I did the news. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're basically just tired. No, I'm sick. <laughs> hey, man, I hear you. Yeah. You. No, I'm Stocks. sick. Yeah. So I, I I got this message before I went to sleep, and then I woke up to all kinds of uh, excited people because of New Japan Power Struggle. Yeah. And Drow's going to tell us why. Well, I didn't know what was going on with anybody in particular, but because of daylight savings time, I actually got up and watched it live as it happened with a bunch of people on Twitter because that's not normally something I get to do. And oh, sweet mother of Christ, if there were ever a show to do this for, it was definitely this one, because everybody has gone insane. Um, did, any besides, did anybody besides me actually watch anything? Or did you just hear about stuff that played out? I lost my eyes this week. I haven't found them yet. I haven't seen anything this week. Well, I, I, I can't I even see, my, see the microphone, man. It's fucked up. I watch. Well, we we know that T, because you're. We'll we'll get to that into the into the to, to the sponsors uh, the sponsorships later. Um, huh? But um, no, JT's I I, reading I those, by the way. Wait, what? I said I you're reading the sponsors, by the way. JT, please. What? Okay, I'm completely confused. You're reading this. Has to talk over everybody, so I I couldn't hear anything with what Joe said. So you're reading the sponsors later. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I I watched I watched Marvel programming and DC programming this weekend. That's all I did. Okay. Well, it's not a big deal if nobody else did. I just wasn't gonna dominate a conversation if other people had something to add. No, no, just tell us about Jericho. We want to know. Come on. Well, we can always add because you know, he, he, you know, I know, you know, he had a, he had a, he's got, he now has a top, officially has a top forty album. <laughs> His new Fozzy yeah. album was debuted in the top forty. Okay, is that like the real top forty or like yeah, the, the real rock top world 40. top forty? No, the 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 top forty album sales. Oh, okay. Uh, Which isn't really hard to do anymore because like the number one album, like. Sales wise, probably gets like ten thousand copies now. So do they do they count like individual song song downloads or just full album? Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it, how they do it now. Okay. But I know it used to be like a full full album sales. So oh, he invented album sales, so it's cool. Well, yeah. Anyway, so he's he's uh, he's off to Japan, is he? Uh, how? Parent? How did this no. happen? Um. 
Well, well, you know, you see, this is Gene Simmons here. Sorry, guys. I, I, I own Japan because it came up for patent about 30 years ago. So, you know, and I, inter- I was on Jericho's podcast this week, and I just told him, you know, I own Japan, so just go over there and wreak havoc. <laughs> is it weird that I was actually going to ask about Gene Simmons owning stuff when you said that Chris Jericho owned whatever? <laughs> you, you well, he, trained he was... Us. A- well, he was on. Well, I, he was on his podcast, I think, this week. So I saw an advert for Gene Simmons. So uh, it's funny, all this happens in like this, this week. So it just this popped up in my head earlier when, you know, I was like, well, you know, Gene Simmons owns, has got to own Japan. He was on. He, you know, I just that's that's all I did. You know, I just put one and one and one together. So made that story up. So well, sorry. Online.com, you can get a life-size giant bobble statue. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the thought process that would lead somebody to think that they wanted one. <laughs> and how does that get to the top of your list? I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about it other than the basic headline and something about a switchblade, and that's why okay. I'm here. Um, well... Omega and Jericho have been at each other on Twitter for a bit now, and people are sort of accustomed to wrestlers going after each other on Twitter for one reason or another, and there's never a whole lot of payoff. And Kenny Omega actually tweeted that at one point. He said something to the effect of, you know, Twitter beefs are always fun and everything, but there's never any payoff, and so I'm going to stop now. And then Jericho didn't stop, so Omega didn't stop either, really. So we as fans have been conditioned to a point to think, you know, oh, okay, you know, maybe it's kind of for real, but then nothing ever comes of it. So you seriously have to believe it when I tell you that as this whole thing played out live, nobody saw this coming. Absolutely nobody. Anybody who says they knew this was coming is full of it, because there's absolutely no way. Um, They'd been at each other on Twitter, basically Jericho talking shit about Omega for having never made it in the big leagues, and Omega uh, pointing out, what does big leagues actually mean here? And pointing out how how highly rated and respected his matches have been. And I haven't seen your name come up in conversations like that. I mean, Omega gave as good as he got. And so it was just this back and forth thing. And nobody really thought that there would be much after that. In fact, I think Jericho had the last word in the Twitter war, and he said something to the effect of, you know, I don't have any interest in your business, and he included the New Japan Twitter handle in there, and basically told everybody to just shut up and go away. So we're going through Power Struggle, which was such a good show in its own right, but what happened here ended up kind of filtering through the whole rest of the show. I'll explain that later, but um, for weeks and weeks now, there's been this really cool video package airing 
saying Switchblade is coming. Really nicely shot, a super cool video package. The big assumption was that it was going to be former young lion Jay White returning from his excursion in Ring of Honor, or possibly Sammy Callahan. Uh, that was another big name that was thrown up. So people were pretty much focused that Switchblade had to be one of those two guys. And it's the countdown that they were doing. Switchblade was going to show up at Power Struggle. So they get to the big title matches. They have the junior heavyweight title match. Nobody comes out. So now everybody on Twitter is going, well, he didn't come out. But Switchblade must not be a junior heavyweight. He's got to be a heavyweight. He's going to challenge Tanahashi because Tanahashi's going to retain. And you know, the fire just spread. So Kenny Omega defended his United States title against recent addition to the heavyweight division, Trent Beretta. And that match was a lot better than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Trent Beretta has cemented himself as a legit heavyweight after only a couple of matches. And nobody ever thought he was going to win the belt from Kenny, but he did give you moments of doubt. So we get to the end of that match. Kenny retained. And Kenny gets on the mic with uh, the Young Bucks out there with him. And he says, well, this is the part where I'm supposed to challenge anybody who wants to come out after my belt to do it. And then he switches to Japanese, which they never let him do, like, ever. And he basically says, maybe nobody's ever come out because I have been speaking in English and they don't understand. So I'll call them out in Japanese and see how that works. And everybody's just going nuts because you never get to hear him do that. Nobody comes out for that either as far as Switchblade goes. So now everybody's going, okay, we know Switchblade is supposed to be here. If he's not challenging for the junior title, if he's not challenging Kenny for the U.S. title, then he's got to be challenging the winner of the Intercontinental title match. But then the lights went out. Everybody's going, oh, it's Switchblade. Who is it? It's got to be Jay White. And the video started out in a very similar fashion to the Switchblade video. And you see that it's fucking Jericho. Hmm. And at that moment, the internet exploded. And he lays out his challenge to Kenny. Um, he actually had a really solid promo. We know how great Jericho can be on the mic when he wants to be, but at the same time, he, we all know he didn't have total creative freedom in the E, even if he had a lot. It wasn't going to be total. And... Jericho goes on saying, you know, a lot of people have said that they're the best in the world. You know, Shawn Michaels and CM Punk and Edge, and none of them are here anymore, and I still am. And so he challenges Kenny to see if the Alpha or the Omega is truly the greatest of all time. For Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th. 
and as if people couldn't go any crazier when it was specifically announced for that, like, oh my god, Jericho's gonna be at Wrestle Kingdom fighting Kenny Omega, and almost as soon as that happened, all the really terrible hot takes started too. And this is kind of one of those times where I wish the internet had a single face so I could hit it with a bat. Huh. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the things being said were just utterly asinine. And you know, I don't care what comes back on me. I don't care you know, who thinks they have something to say. Every single person who posted on Twitter, I guarantee you that dot, 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 no, you fucking can't. You can guarantee nothing. Because you don't really know anything. And the whole idea that, oh, well, you know, this guy says that, you know, oh, it's the Jericho Omega feud is going to start at Wrestle Kingdom and then they're going to bring it back up at Royal Rumble and it's going to build to a WrestleMania match and Vince is totally involved. In the... I'm reading all this stuff and I'm like, okay, this is incredibly stupid and wrong. Because this narrative that so many people feel compelled to push basically continues the point that nothing good can happen in professional wrestling without the E being on board with it and Vince approving of it. And that is totally wrong. The idea that Jericho's a regular full-time contracted member of the roster is laughable at best. And I thought it was kind of obvious that he was on an appearance basis at this point and he could basically do whatever he wanted. And whatever he wanted is apparently wrestling Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom in Tokyo. And to all the people who were shitting all over this match before it ever even happened because Jericho's too old and this match is going to suck and WWE guy, if you watch Power Struggle, Listen to the reaction when the audience sees Jericho. Chris Jericho is revered as a fucking god in Japan. People are psyched about this. They want to see it. And Jericho himself has said in more than one place that when he wrestles for the WWE, he has to do it their way, and he has not been able to utilize the Lucha stuff and the Japanese stuff that he learned early on in his career. He's had to kind of set that aside. I think it's going to be like, you know, when we had the ECW show and the reason Rey Mysterio got booed so much was he was the WWE Rey Mysterio. Chris Jericho was Lionheart Chris Jericho and people loved it. He knows what he's doing. How he got this to happen, I have no idea, but it's happening, and I think it's going to be pretty amazing. Now, does this ha- now is this going to happen when you're in Japan? <clears throat> yeah, that's the whole show. I mean, yeah, it's Russell well, Kingdom, January. You know, it, it, this is this is funny because remember last week I made the joke, just go there and say Jericho. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it was last week, and you were just go say Jericho. They'll all know you. <laughs> Spoiler yeah, alert, JT actually did know the reveal. He horned about it at the Fozzie show, but he kept his mouth shut. <laughs> JT's booking, he, he, JT's booking New Japan. He didn't want to spoil kayfabe, dude. Good job, this bud. Is, this is what happens when 
you know, you have all your ties to Fozzie and Kiss and, you know, all that. So, you know, you you know things before they happen. Yeah. He saw it on the set list. <laughs> yep. I did, I did see the video of, like, the actual promo, but I didn't want to steal your thunder and let you explain it. You did a better job than I ever could have. Cause I didn't even see the whole show. I just saw that one little video this morning. I put it in the uh, the comments too, so if anyone wants to watch it in our group, here today it's right there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. I I'm happy with it. I guess that's probably the first thing I should say. I, I think it's kind of cool. I, I I saw it as what it was. I thought it was supposed to be a one-off where he wants to wrestle another dude from Winnipeg and he wants to go back to Japan and have a match, like you said, and be able to do stuff he couldn't do in the E. I just kind of assumed that's what it was. And I, I figured it's part of their business plan, which is to expand into North America. It helps the company in that regard, and that's a smart move for them. I, I don't know if it's going to draw more eyeballs or not, but that's a big question, isn't it? Right? Well, I mean, all the casual fans. I, I would think he would, they would. Else. I don't know, though, but that, that we'll find out. Like, there's no way to know. We'll find out once the buy rates come back and everything like that with the, the subscription service and, and so forth. It definitely can't hurt. <laughs> no. Well, last year for Wrestle Kingdom, they got 10,000 new subscribers on the day of Wrestle Kingdom. And it may not have been anywhere close to that every month afterwards, but you know, it's slowly getting around that you know, this is something you should check out. And the point was made by this guy who does incredibly awesome videos. Um, he pointed out when he did a video on the, the reason the first 15 minutes of Okada Omega last year at Wrestle Kingdom were absolutely necessary. He pointed out several things that really get overlooked. He said that first of all, Wrestle Kingdom is New Japan's big opportunity to get new eyes on the product casual fans or the equivalent thereof who may not know every single thing about every single person because they haven't watched a lot before. So everything about the matches they put on the show is designed to do that. That's why they go out of their way to get pretty much the entire roster on the show is so that by watching one show, you can see all the different kinds of talent that they have and that you're introducing people not just to the company and to the talent, but to the different stories that are being told and the different styles that are used. And if they're going to use somebody that has the international, but particularly the Western name value that a Jericho does, that's pretty brilliant. And that's not something that should be crapped all over. I mean, it's kind of hard to take seriously the argument that Jericho is too old to have a good match when you have guys like you know, Nagata and Kojima and Minoru Suzuki who are right at 50. Jushin Liger's 52. So, let's not pretend that age is an automatic disqualifier to a good match. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, it's, you know, I'll add that too. I, you know, I don't, I don't expect all of us to have read like, you know, and I haven't read his books multiple times, but I've read all of Jericho's books, and 
Jericho is one of those. Yeah, he likes to drink his yeah boys, and he he admits to that. But he's also he he's someone that didn't mess himself up. You know, you know he he takes care. He takes really good care of himself. You know, he can he can go. He can probably still go out and do all this. Excuse me, but you you know because he's still in relatively great shape for a guy his age. He so, hasn't I'm, had a lot of major injuries in his career, has he? I didn't think about no. it till you said that. He really hasn't had that much. No. And like you know, that's what he he takes the he, he takes really good care of himself and I think he broke his arm early on in his career. I think he broke his arm. That was the story in his first book where he he had a bottle uh, took a, he took a bottle of calcium pills a day for like a month and he was like back wrestling like 2 months before he should have they told him he he was supposed to be because he took a bottle, a bottle of calcium pills every day. Actually, that's what I used. I didn't take a bottle, a full bottle every day, but that's what I used when I had my foot injury last year. When I fractured my foot, I just I took like four or five calcium pills a day, you know, to help my help the bones heal, you know. So, but yeah, that that's sorry, my two cents. <laughs> if it's no, good that's... enough for Y two J, it's good enough for JT. Da 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 da. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm done. I, I that was that was my end of my rant. I'm sorry. I, I I don't have. I'm not. I'm not great like like draw and I can't end my state. I I can't end my arguments very well. I just say what I got to say and I'm like, oop, yeah, that was it. <laughs> well, after that happened. There was pretty much only one match left, and so everybody thought, okay, wait, was Jericho Switchblade? Did they do you know, this video package and tease us for months to have Jericho be Switchblade and totally throw us? And we have the main event, Tanahashi versus Ibushi for the Intercontinental title. Oh my god, that match was fantastic. You really should go out of your way to see that. It's just amazing, amazing stuff. So that match ends, spoiler alert, Tanahashi retains, and nothing happens. He does his post, um, post-victory post air guitar celebration thing, and he's getting ready to leave, and so everybody's just tweeting back and forth, well, I guess Jericho was Switchblade, I mean, that's cool and everything, but, you know, they've never referenced it, and it kind of doesn't fit. Tanahashi's getting ready to leave the um, the ring, and the lights go out again. And this time, the Switchblade video comes up on the screen, and lo and behold, it's Jay White. A completely repackaged Jay White, and you know, he, he looks amazing. You know, when he left as a young lion, he was you know, lean and lanky and looked like more of a junior guy, but his time in Ring of Honor and being mentored by Alex Shelley has been pretty great for him. And he comes out, the only, the only thing that didn't quite match, he has such a young face and it just didn't quite look, I mean, he was intense, but 
you you look at him and you just want to kind of pet him on the cheek a little bit, which doesn't help his character at all. But he comes to the ring and he talks shit to Tanahashi in Japanese, which was pretty cool anyway. And then he lays out Tanahashi with Alex Shelley's air raid crash. He's calling it something else, but he's basically been granted Alex Shelley's finishing move. And then he's wearing this necklace, this little tiny silver dagger on a chain. He lays out Tanahashi, he takes the necklace off, and he just drapes it across Tanahashi's chest, takes his jacket and I kind of hope that's a regular calling card. Like, he's got you know, a bag of a hundred of those things, and he'll just do that to every opponent he's fought. But he challenged Tanahashi for the Intercontinental title at Wrestle Kingdom, and the phrase that he used was, Tanahashi, this was always going to happen. Your kingdom will be mine. And I know it's a little bit cheesy, but it just totally works context of everything and when i said earlier that the deal with jericho and the whole wwe new japan thing kind of filtered into other parts of the show the conversation that got sparked after this show was over referred back to not only jay white but the junior tag team champs rapongi 3k uh show and yo under the coaching of rocky romero a lot of conversations were being had that in this one particular show, New Japan has legit made two new sets of stars. And depending on what happens at Wrestle Kingdom, they could just you know, have the proverbial rocket strapped to their ass and lit on fire and talking about how the WWE star-making machine is broken and nobody seems to care. And then when you get done properly with Rapongi 3K and with Jay White, that you know, these guys were young lions and they went off on their excursions and they come back and they're totally repackaged and they're immediately put in title feuds against big names and Jay White hasn't had his match yet, but... You know, Rapongi Vice not only won, they won in decisive fashion. Show in particular, Show is a beast. My God, the the roaring that he does just makes it even more so. But I mean, they're they're incredible. But he in particular, you just watch him and you're like, that guy is a monster. But it's because they've been portrayed properly, not just with a win loss record, but how they look in the matches and so the idea was that everything that WWE is failing to do in creating new stars New Japan is getting it right and a lot of people are saying that not with any kind of pride like oh fuck the E it's more like why don't they see that you know, how come they're not doing it what's it gonna take for them to fix their star making machine they've got the people well, it's a legit it's, conversation to have, really. It's 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 a it's, a, it's not it's not it's a matter of who's at the top in WWE that makes the decisions, who's going to be the stars and all that. That's why they don't tend to want to make any other stars than the ones that 
certain DKM. So, yeah, that's AK, it. the if the Voodoo King Mafia didn't want to, um, you know, if he if he decide if he didn't if he took a step back and say, okay, well, let's do it. Let's let these guys make themselves. Then, yeah. you know. Well, basically, with, what you're trying to say is because Vince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think to a point, everybody recognizes that. But at the same time, given that there are so many other people who are supposed to have some kind of sway, you know, there's the whole crowd who thinks that Triple H and Stephanie are going to save us. And you know, I don't believe that, but it's not like everything that had to do with NXT was terrible. you got to give credit where it's deserved. And you know, I thought Regal had a certain amount of uh, stroke as far as at least NXT went, but it cannot escape their notice that not only is New Japan physically stepping in on their territory, they're basically doing what the E does better than the E does it, but at the same time, they're not sacrificing who they are and becoming a clone. Ultimately, it'll come back to them if it's money. If they're losing money, they're going to care. And Until that happens, I, I don't think you're going to see any change. I'm not even... I'm just trying to be realistic here. I mean, they just had a better profit quarter than they've had in the past previously so yeah i heard that a lot of that was uh budget cuts though doesn't matter it's so money you, right so yeah. you know what that means more teapots for everybody yeah i don't know you well, take a, you, i don't want teapots you take They're a short <laughs> and stout <laughs> you take a company like wwe and wwe used to pride itself on you know we listen to the audience so they still say they do but they sh they clearly don't we listen no, to the audience. It's been years. No, we listen to the yeah, audience, and not you since see the attitude error, man. Not since they were in competition, like no, legitimate competition. Yeah, exactly. You see a guy, and I was going to go with Stone Cold Steve Austin. You see a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the fans got behind him. And next thing you know, okay, this guy's got something. Let's do something with him. And yeah, that took what was it, nineteen or twenty months? Actually, and I, I want to retract. It, it did take a while. Know, I was wrong. They they did listen to Daniel Bryan after another, almost the same amount of time. Actually, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you get a guy like uh, you get a guy like Zack Ryder. How over was Zack Ryder for a brief period of time? Well, with the Smarks, <laughs> yeah, like a couple weeks with the fans, yeah. And then Kane happened, right? Because he won. Because <laughs> hey, instead of instead of saying hey, this guy's getting over, let's push him. They're like, hey, this guy's getting over. Fuck this guy. Let's kill him. Let's bury him. Yeah, because Vince. Yeah, right and that, that ties it? into pretty much everything that I've read about Emma's release is that basically the creative team hated her because she challenged what they were doing with her because what they were doing with her was utter shit. And yeah. so we have this weird dichotomy, and I'm not trying to assume that everything has to be sexist if there's a chick involved, but when you have all these guys talking about how Vince likes it, when you step up to him and say, I, you know, this is how I think it should be. And then you have her doing it. And apparently creative decided quite a while ago that she had to go. And you know, the idea that she didn't want to be, you know, this stable. little piece of I can stable 2.0 and uh, yeah, you, you, you know who wanted stable 2.0, of course, right? Yeah, because Vince. Sorry, guys, I'm not trying to be a because Vince are here, but 
For fuck's sake. No, but you're absolutely true. right. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, when I kept reading the same story about Emma over and over again, I thought, I realized that it kind of depends on who you are specifically. But I can't help but think a lot of it is because she was a chick and she's supposed to shut up and do as she's told because, you know, you're there to look good and if you happen to be able to wrestle, okay, but Vince doesn't care about that. Yeah. It's not like no guys have been told to sit down and shut up. You said Zack Ryder, but when you have all these other people going, oh, well, yeah, I, uh, he's very approachable and I told him this and I stood up to that. Like, yeah, every single one of you was a guy. Yeah. I think she had different rules, frankly. I was listening to... Although, uh, although, although Sonny claimed she was able to do that type of shit way back in the day, but that's the only example... Sonny was also fucking the top point. star at the time. Yeah. But money. Money, money, money. I guess. Because Vince. <laughs> and because she was fucking Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Yeah. No, you don't know, Sonny. She wasn't doing that. It's in her book. <laughs> yeah, dude. Spooning on Skype, yo. This is a Bruce Pritchard's. Uh, you know, I listen to bits and pieces of Bruce Pritchard's podcast, and that was one of the things they were talking about. Was uh, you know, Conrad Thompson was reading from Sonny's book about all the times she's you know fucked Shawn Michaels in Vince's office and shit. So like. Yeah, she was fucking Shawn Michaels. That's why she got her say. Well, if, if, if well, if according to her on whatever social media she likes to bitch on this week, it's you know if she's not promoting it, she got a new fan on Skype. Um, she, she likes she always goes, "Well, you don't know me." Da, 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 you know, poor me bullshit. <laughs> poor me bullshit. She's been spouting for the last fifteen years. I did want to mention about Bruce Pritchard's podcast. I was listening to, uh, they were talking about the change from WWF to WWE. Uh, and he was like, you know, they, they wanted to uh, expand just from wrestling to being a broad entertainment company. So it worked better with the movies and the music and things like that. Uh, and there were some people that wanted to get the word wrestling out of there as well. So, <laughs> you know, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Had nothing to do with pandas. Yeah, but the the thing is, the thing is, the, the thing is, they didn't even start with like WWE films till at least ten years after they fucking, or well, at least five years after they fucking changed the WWE. So, there uh, you know, that's fucking. Sounds, sounds like Pritchard's a bit of a revisionist. <laughs> Could be so wee bit, huh? Could be, but he no, you know, it, it wasn't. It, it was. Uh, they were they were dealing with the lawsuit. They lost in a British court. Uh, and it was going to be a thing where they Stupid could... noise. <laughs> it was going to be a thing where they could, uh, you know, keep fighting uh, and keep the name in various areas, but obviously, in you know, they lost that first one in the UK, and they were like, okay, you know what, let's just... It's going to cost us less money to change the name than it is to fight. Damn, That's hippies. usually how most of those things end up, too. Yeah. That's why, they, or that's why big businesses usually buy out people anyway right yeah and the negative press although in this case i'm not sure how they got much but right but basically the change was uh you know we're we just lost in the uk we're gonna probably win elsewhere but is it worth fighting for let's just change the name and then we can you know throw entertainment in the name and broaden our scope of what we do 
I don't know. It's Chris Pritchard, man. I don't know. Oh, sure also, true. Too, so. also true. I, I'm just saying. Well, we're feared. Either or. Panda's <laughs> one. Yeah. That's the important thing. Right. Because they're cute. Meh. And they eat bamboo. <laughs> You're telling me that's not important? I think that's way important. Some of them are sexual harassment mascots. Oh, it went silent. You guys don't remember the South Park episode, or do you think I was going to follow up with, oh, like, sorry. having so, a spacey punchline? I, I was yeah. not sure where that was going at all. Oh, sorry, no. I, my brother asked me something, so I'm talking to my brother for a minute. Sorry, oh, I, had, wow. I'm gonna, I got to mute. Sorry. Yeah, my mic's been off for half the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the line, actually, speaking of Kevin Spacey, and I don't want to get into the dark side of that, but there was an interesting line on Raw where I was wondering if that was a job at that, or Stephanie said something about building up her career in 20... 20 years that and makes, 20 seconds to destroy it. That makes me a sad panda. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not forayed in, in, in sexual harassment panda. Sorry. Well, Rob probably would make you a sad panda. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that happened, though. I don't remember the rest of that. But this Jericho thing, I think, erased everything from my brain. <laughs> I, I, I was going to watch that show anyway. Um, oh, House I mean, of Cards? I don't know if I'll be able to watch it on January 4th. I think it's like a Thursday this year. Oh. But, uh, yeah, well, it's midweek. I know that for sure. Oh. Well, so far, the card is looking absolutely awesome because what Power Struggle does is basically cement the majority of the card. We knew the main event going in but not a whole lot else so we know that the main event is going to be okada defending the heavyweight title against naito we know that tanahashi is going to defend the intercontinental title against switchblade jay white we know that uh Rapongi 3k is going to defend the junior tag titles against the young bucks who were there um, they had the first proper match of the show, the dark match, for lack of a better term. I'm not counting for that. The Young Bucks had a tag match against Eton and Dragon Lee from CMLL, and that was way lots of fun. They're one of the few teams out there that can basically beat the Young Bucks at their own game of crazy flippy shit, and uh, it, it was really, really fun. The move that took Dragon Lee out of the match, I, I am not sure that the sound I made is that of a human, because I was pretty sure he was dead. Um, they, they do this DDT on the apron ring, and he spiked it, and it just looked absolutely fatal. Um, but the rest of the match was pretty cool. So when Rapongi 3K... Uh, finished their finals match and retained the titles. The Young Bucks came out, talked a little bit of trash, and challenged them, saying, we want our damn belts back. So that's going to be defended there. The junior heavyweight title is actually going to be contested in a four-way match, which usually I don't like. 
New Japan has this unfortunate habit at Wrestle Kingdom of having their junior title matches, the tag and singles titles, in these clusterfuck three and four way matches that never work that well. But there's a few exceptions. I think though, with the four guys they have, it could totally work because they had a three way match. Uh, I think it was Wrestle Kingdom seven. It was. Uh, low-key wearing the hitman suit. Uh, that one was really good. This one could be the same. Will Ospreay went into the match as junior heavyweight champion. Marty Skrull beat him for it. So now Marty Skrull is the junior heavyweight champion. Osprey wants to try to get it back. After the match, Kushida comes to the ring. Now Will Ospreay beat Kushida for the title just... Uh, last month. And there is now definitive proof that there is a just and benevolent God in this universe because Kushida cut a promo in English on Will Ospreay and called him a motherfucker. So you have this angelic face of Kushida just spewing venom and profanity at Will Ospreay and all is right with the world somehow. So Kushida wants in on it. And while these three are arguing in the ring, here comes Hiromu Takahashi. Now, the thing about him you have to understand is that he has been going after Osprey for months now. And at the end of every junior title match, he's come out, gotten a microphone, tried to make a challenge, and somebody stopped him. Like, you know, Will Osprey laid him out with a punch. Marty Skrull broke his fingers and grabbed the mic away from him. Uh, it's always something. Um, somebody kicked him in the groin. I don't remember what that was about. So today Hiromu came prepared. He comes out to the ring and he puts on a helmet and a cup and gloves, all of which just happened to match his ring gear. And he gets in the ring and he grabs the microphone and, you know, Marty goes to grab his hand to break his fingers, but he's got, you know, mitten hands and he can't do it. And Osprey goes to hit him. He's got the helmet on. Everybody's like, oh, shit, we can't do anything. And Hiromu grabs the mic and just starts laughing that I can speak now. <laughs> and uh, the audience losing it. The audience loves him so much. So he's the fourth guy in the four-way match. Those four could make this work, although... Even you know, with my personal bias, I really think the right answer is for Hiromu to win it. Because if he's going to have a feud with Osprey, Osprey needs to be chasing him. He's also the one who has been without the belt for the longest. Putting it right back on Kushida, I really don't think is the best story to tell because Kushida is almost beyond the junior title now, Kushida could do anything. And I think somebody else needs to have that title, so that's going to be the way they do the junior title match. I would like to see Hiromu walk away with it. There's a couple of things that are going to be added to the card. They haven't gotten to that point yet. Whoever wins World Tag League gets a heavyweight title shot against Killer Elite Squad from Suzuki-kun. Uh, Minoru Suzuki beat Yano in the Never title match, so he doesn't have a dance partner for Wrestle Kingdom yet either. 
so not sure how that's going to go. Um, it would be nice to see somebody truly open weight. Yeah, I was really hoping Kushida would challenge for it to make it a true open weight title. Really, ever since Suzuki got it, it's been um, the one other thing that we're pretty sure is going to happen and the way they get the rest of LIJ on the card. Uh, Sonata, Evil, and Bushi are still the never open weight trios champions. They've had the belts longer than anybody else by a long shot, but the company kind of ignored those belts for months now. They've not been on television with them. So I'm pretty sure they're going to face some group from Chaos, and the Chaos guys are probably going to win because if you're going to have Evil and Sonata and possibly later on even Bushi going for bigger and better things, they have to drop those belts. So that's probably going to be on there. We just haven't heard about it yet. So uh, adding Omega Jericho to that, this is pretty much going to be one of the most badass cards in wrestling history, and everyone should watch it. Yeah, JG, fuck sakes. <laughs> is it for the low, low price of nine ninety nine? No, you can get it for. Uh, or do I get to pay the discount? It's less than, isn't it? Still less, like. I think it's oh, yeah. less. It's nine ninety nine yeah. yen. Yeah. Do, I get, um, do I get the G discount? Get a Sucherica. <laughs> I was, I'm, I was just asking this. Do I get the G discount? You know, free. I think the last time I had a withdrawal for that, it was nine dollars and thirty six cents. So either way, it it works out to be less than nine ninety nine. Yeah, come on, JT, break the walls down, bud. Well, well, we'll see. We might. Or the question is, will you? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh shit! I actually have that day off the next day. I will watch that then. <laughs> the day the night it happens. So there you go. Oh, it worked out nicely. It's as if they. How do you know, like two months in advance, what days you have off? G? My, my day job has has fixed the time off. There's days ah. off no matter what I want to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't really have any flexibility over my day job. Really, ah. I mean, I kind of do. Like, I could take a day off if I needed it, but like, I can't put a day on. You know what I'm saying? So, ah. is this the school day job or a different? Day yeah. Day? But yeah. Yeah. Our schedule is pretty you know? much carved in stone a year in advance, and we can look at it and go, "Oh, that day." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But so, I mean, it's good. I guess good and bad for planning purposes. We get a we get an advantage where we can work around, you know, getting good airline deals, for example. When you know months and months ahead, I'll have that time off or something like that. But when you need when you need money, and you're like, I gotta work. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Drag the kids, throw them back in the classroom. Shut up. Summer vacation's over. <laughs> All right, integers. They were learning about those. Craziness. Well, I'll have to catch up more on some of those those matches during the uh, the winter holidays. Get myself ready, hopefully. We'll see how much I'm able to catch up on. But so there's there's 
is there any hints that Jericho will even make appearances on any future shows? I know there's not much between the next bit. Uh, I doubt he's it. He's still touring, uh, isn't he? With Fozzie? Yeah. So, yeah. I well, think. Yeah, aren't well, they, like, just they starting their the... European tour? Okay. Oh, well. That's a little closer fight, possibly, depending on where specifically he is. Well, World Tag League begins on the 18th of November, and it ends right before Christmas. So they'll know right before Christmas going into the heavyweight title scene and I could, you know, if he were going to make any kind of an appearance I would not think it would be before the finals of that because it's just too big of a deal to waste it. I don't think he would show up on any of the beginning shows. I think if he showed up at all it would be the very last one. I could be completely wrong about that but I think he's either not showing up to anything or he shows up at the finals, and then at the actual show. Oh, yeah! I knew there was one. When the Jericho Omega thing happened, there were a lot of people going, oh, well, thank God it isn't Cody, because they didn't want Omega and Cody at Wrestle Kingdom, at least not yet, because there's a lot of speculation that the Bullet Club is going to split up. Not entirely as a faction, but basically uh, the original gangsters like Bad Luck Fale and Tamatanga, they've been tweeting out a lot of stuff that basically the original Bullet Club had it right and we need to to get back like that. And there's a lot of thought that Kenny and the Young Bucks will just be the elite and have nothing to do with Bullet Club per se anymore. They'll just do their own elite stuff, and you, know, you would have the old school Bullet Club, and then whoever wanted to hang around with Cody. But uh, Cody's defending the Ring of Honor title at Wrestle Kingdom. That's a tradition that they've had for a number of years now. He is apparently challenging Kota Ibushi for that in the aftermath of the Tanahashi Ibushi title match. So the idea that Kota Ibushi could become Ring of Honor champion is not totally ridiculous because he did a couple of tours with Ring of Honor 10 years ago. I saw him in Chicago on one of them. Um, He's worked with them more than once. That's how he got to work with Sami Zayn. And Kota's the one who told Shinsuke Nakamura, you need to work with Sami Zayn. Working with him is magic. And uh, so, considering what they've done with their title before, it wouldn't be totally unprecedented. I still think Dalton Castle is going to really be the one to take it off of Cody, but hey, they never know. So that's another thing. Meanwhile, WWE ends with terrible backstage segments. <laughs> was it a rerun or? No, it was just another poorly produced backstage segment where uh, Braun Strowman attacked the Miztourage. Oh, yeah. Right. Came out of the, the garbage, garbage truck thing. or what the fuck ever, yeah. yeah. It just looked so cheesy. 
Cheesy and wrestling, no way. I mean, it looked like a B movie. Like, like it wasn't like a blockbuster thing like they would normally do. It's just, hey, budget cuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that happened. And then Chad Gable rapped or something. I don't know. <clears throat> really? That was on Ross. No, that oh, was on shit. SmackDown. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I look up that video to make the joke. I'm like, you did it twice? No. Okay. I, I went anything? through a little bit of that this morning. Just I wanted to see Kofi Kingston dressed up as uh, Brother Love. Yeah. Oh, that picture was great of the three of them. Yeah, it was a very good costume. I heard, I heard it was really good, so I had it on my DVR from like Tuesday or whatever it's on now, and uh, yeah, I just fast forwarded found that little bit. I don't know. I missed the rest of this. It's been a long week. We we got all our snow, dropped forty three degrees Celsius in the span of a week, and just fucking been one of those. Uh, it was ninety yesterday. Uh, I am so jealous of you. Uh, negative twenty ish isn't something to be jealous of. <laughs> it's really cold. When it's ninety degrees in November, yes, it is. And here we are. Here we are sitting up here in in New York, and it's like four. It was like forty five degrees Fahrenheit yesterday. Yeah, That's I got fifty nine right now. Fair enough. We got like frostbite cooled, so you don't wanna you don't wanna be outside for more than a couple seconds. If, if you were to cool off, and then you'd be like, "Oh wait, now I'm in physical pain!" Yay! <laughs> I didn't. Oh, good. Now I'm not in physical pain. I used to have fingers. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the type of shit we got. It's fucking whatever. I, I live in Canada. It's fine. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a bitch about it and complain and complain and complain. But it's just fucking yeah. So I don't know. I I missed a lot of this wrestling stuff. Although it sounds like I had the important stuff was last night. Well, the the takeaway from Raw this week is Kurt Angle's captaining the Survivor Series team. Uh, Braun Strowman came back in an awful backstage segment and. Uh, Kane was there too. Kane was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Score cool. Good job. I didn't know he played hockey now, but <laughs> there was that uh, the tricker street fight. Oh, I heard this. This might be a contender for worst match of the year. Yeah. Okay, put it on that award list, dude. Yeah. If it was, I didn't see it. I can't nominate that. It was uh, it was Heath Slater and Rhino dressed up as Santa and Mrs. Claus, respectively. Against uh, the the club, uh, Gallows and Anderson as Chad Too Bad and uh, Tex Ferguson. <laughs> okay. And that uh, worked really well when they did that with Slater a couple weeks ago. I remember. And they they were beating each other up with uh, pumpkins and pies and uh, yeah. candy corn colored kendo sticks. For whatever reason, that didn't make the Russo cut. <laughs> you missed the greatest call of all time. He's a, he's breaking out the candy corn. Candy corn. <laughs> They're candy corn kendo sticks, book. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was just awful. <laughs> so it was just like their typical Halloween weapons thing, eh? 
was it was it any real really any different than the times they've done this in the past it's like i mean i i'm only going from internet outreach and you know that's never a fair way to assess what really happened the match ends they have uh slater on a table uh anderson and gallows put pumpkins on their own heads uh anderson goes up to uh do a splash or something through the table uh gallows has the pumpkin on backwards so he can't see uh Slater reverses, power slams Anderson through the table. Rhino does. I don't know. Somebody power slams Anderson through a table and pins him. Uh, well, Gallows is celebrating, thinking that Anderson was getting the pin because he can't see anything because he's got a pumpkin on his head. Okay. And great commentary like, it's going to get awfully slippery out there. <laughs> Deep shit. <laughs> okay. That doesn't sound like it was any worse than in this type of shit they've done in the past to me, but... Well, the next day, the uh, Anderson and Gallows, they took WWE references out of their Twitter bios. So, oh, yeah, right, okay. Take that's, that for what it's a worth. a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, okay. take that for what it's worth. But there's yeah. a bunch of parodies of that, and that makes sense now. Okay, cool. Cause they, and they lost the match. So, <laughs> to Heath Slater and Rhino, of all teams... Granted, former SmackDown Tag Team Champions, but what have they done since then? Then again, what have the club done since they were WWE Raw Tag Team Champions? Call people on theirs. I think that's about it, right? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, that says people speculating that like this means that they're mad and, and they're going to believe. Is that, that's what I, take, I took from, from what you were telling me with them taking their fucking shit out. Yeah. Yeah, there was know. a lot of speculation that either their contracts were up or not going to be renewed or something, and that they were getting ready to bolt. I don't have any idea how true that is. But, um... oh, okay. Yeah, because they got signed out. What was it like? Wasn't it in the spring, though? Like, was yeah. it, There was like a couple months delay between... And they AJ jumped over in January, and they had, they had a, like dates to finish up, and then they came out like two, two, three months later, right? Didn't they debut the night after WrestleMania. Yeah. So their contract, but their con. Okay, I don't know, man. It seems like a few months too early for that type of stuff, but whatever. This guy's falling, yo. <laughs> All over my goddamn car again. <laughs> And on SmackDown, there was uh, the uh, the New Day were Brother Love, Jimmy Hart, and Akeem for Halloween. Yeah, black man playing a white man playing a black man. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had a match. Uh, Big E had a match with Rusev because Rusev was upset that people were celebrating Halloween on Rusev Day. Oh, right. <laughs> you had that line about Rusev Day. Yeah. Was that, did they do that again in the episode? It was in that one bit I saw. I was telling you guys. I, I, I was checked out that one. Yeah, they did the backstage they, bit, and then they had the match. And in the middle of the match, uh, Aiden English gets up on the announce table and starts singing the Rusev Day song. Which, oh, they're still doing that. Okay. Yeah, and then they did the whole, like, everybody got distracted, and, I don't know, Rusev won or something. <laughs> cool. So they announced... AJ Styles versus Rusev, and the winner would be on Team SmackDown at Survivor Series. That was supposed to happen next week. Or, or this coming Tuesday. 
uh, as it were. But instead, we're getting AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship. And Sylvia Tarasha last week mean this week. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then Nakamura qualified for Team SmackDown, as did Bobby Roode. Yeah, okay. And AJ is supposed to be one of the guys that so he'll probably find a way in after this match. Is that kind of how the, you think it's going to work, Pat? Or? Well, if he wins the title, he faces Brock Lesnar. Right, so when he loses, how right. is he going to work his way into the... Uh... Spires, they haven't gotten to India yet, so I, I, right. I can't see them giving up at this point. Gotta go to India, man. We've suffered. They've suffered like the company has done this whole thing because of that bullshit for how long now? Half a year, right? But then again, I guess, eight, I, well, eight, yeah, they eight, fuck shit up, so they eight, could theoretically just eight, say, "Hey, right before tour, we'll we'll take the title off Jinder." When is is, is India before or after Survivor Series? I, I don't know. I just know it's it's either near the end of this year or in January or something. Okay, so it'll be after Survivor Series. So. AJ winning and then losing it back in India doesn't make any sense because he would still go on to face uh, what's his face at a uh, at uh, Survivor Series Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can. There's always a hot potato option, but it just it does seem a little bit strange. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. JT has like a break song this week or something like that. Yes, he does. <laughs> we go into that this week. We're going to just how we're going to segue into it. Yes, it is. But, well, unless you yeah. have like throwing things to add about WWE, it doesn't sound like I miss no. much. No, I don't miss my anything because I don't watch that shit. <laughs> That's true. <spirit. laughs> okay, so this week, this week's break song comes from a band called Josh Todd and the Conflict, and it's gonna sound familiar. And for those who know, don't know, Josh Todd is is known is a fairly known singer because he he sings a bit. He's in another band, and that band is responsible for letting us know that their very first hit was. He, letting us know that he liked the cocaine. He also mm. told told all women they were crazy bitches, and he also told us we were too drunk. They were too drunk to fuck. We were too drunk to fuck. And you know, he didn't care just to say fuck it, even though someone fucked with his head. And and just a couple of years ago, you know, he liked he liked women's tight pants. You know, he didn't get those references. He's the lead singer of Buck Cherry. This is this band actually has Buck Cherry members in it. But it's not. But it's not Buck Cherry. Um, it does sound like him. That's why I would say it's gonna sound. He, he's. You're gonna. You're gonna know because of the voice. Um, it's a little bit heavier. It's a little bit. Actually, it's pretty. It's. It's actually. It's. It's a, a really good record. It's called Year of the Tiger. Um, I recommend listen. Listen to it. It's really good. Um, it's a little bit heavier than Buck Buck Cherry is. You know, the songs are a little bit more. Have like a punk metal feel to them. Um, this is a track off it, and in true, you know, Buck Cherry fashion, it's called Fucked Up. Here it is, board wrestling fan.
I dig it. That's good. Yeah. yeah. The whole album's pretty much like that. There's a. I think it's got a. I think does Prince have a song called Erotic City? Oh. Does the, I think I. I well, I, they they do a, a song called Erotic City, and I I typed up Erotic City on YouTube, and it, it has Prince doing it. So I think it's a cover of that, that's on there too. Like mm-hmm. you say, it's a, it's a really heavy record. It's none of like you know some of the stuff that he's done with Buckcherry. It's just. Just straight out, like, just heavy rock, hard rock, you know, some punk influence in that. And, you know, I was really surprised when I bought the record. I was really surprised with what I was hearing, what I heard. You know. Cool. Yeah. Broken Wedding yeah. Vows. Let me let me do the ads real quick. Broken Wedding Vows, an ebook, is a romantic struggle between a high school senior and a young married woman in the conservative 1950s. Jimmy, a clean-cut teenager in 1958, and Carol, a very religious young married woman, are entangled in a tender and sometimes humorous relationship as their lives collide unexpectedly into an unexpected attraction to each other. Jimmy finds something fresh and beautiful in Carol, a religious young woman who wears a mysterious gold chain around her neck that intrigues him. And Carol discovers that Jimmy's positive outlook on life and sensitive nature fulfills a need for love in her life. Both try to break free of this unlikely and forbidden attraction to each other and must also struggle with a blackmailer's threats. And that's available for 99 cents on Amazon Kindle, iBooks, Smashwords.com, and other fine sites. And GlobalFight.com is a wrestling personals website, so for all you wrestling fans looking for love, that's uh, GlobalFight.com. You can follow them on Twitter at at, uh, Twitter.com slash WrestlingMatch. Get it? Wrestling match? Because they're a dating site? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, globalfight.com for all your wrestling dating needs. (laughs) All right. You you know, I hear hear there's a lot of uh, globalfight.com members in JT land! But what, oh, that's right. We do my stuff before. We already did New Japan, didn't we? Damn, I'm so used to going going first. That was most (laughs) of the first half of the show. Yeah, gave me a few. Uh, uh, gave me like an hour to recover. <laughs> yeah, and so this week we're drinking two Xmas. We're not drinking Lieutenant Dan beer. Sorry, Lieutenant Dan. Um, so obviously my usual inspirational quotes. No matter how from Randy Marsh, no matter how bad the country gets, you can always count on white people renovating houses. Mister Captain America, then you wonder why you waited so long for something so disappointing. How many more of these do I have to record? <laughs> and yes, no, no, Jericho, you're not fucked up and drinking with Jesus. You're fucked up and drinking in New Japan. Virgil and Sikh stuff. 
nothing much, nothing much this week except for I got my own video game hashtag. 90s were the best because I pictured someone posted a picture and it's in the link. It's in here. Super Virgil World. You ever think that there is more to life than just money? Me neither. Fuck Snapple in the ass. And lastly, World Series Game 7. Houston Astros Iron Sheet Class. Now hold on a second. Let me get to kayfabe news. Okay. Oh yeah. Double. Okay. Uh... Don't need that. Don't need that. That. Here we go. Click. Yeah. Let's see here. Raw preview. Will muscle men who love blue t-shirts attack muscle men who prefer red t-shirts? You guys still here? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I just just had to make sure. Just had to make sure. When it goes quiet, I worry. Spoiler! These three superstars are expected to be on Raw tonight. This Tonight's episode of Raw will feature the returns of Jason Jordan, Elias, and Dean Ambrose. That's right, these superstars who have not been seen on WWE television since last week's Raw will return to the show tonight. Next one. Elias Don's bathrobes gets compliments on Damien's Sandow Halloween costume. <laughs> Climate change. Is it caused by greenhouse gas emissions from human industry industrialization? Or is it Snitsky's fault? <laughs> Fan chanting EC dub was a fetus when ECW folded. New GFW Network offers 24-7 streaming of that event Global Force Wrestling did that time. And unfortunately, that's all I got this week for GT Land because, you know, slow week, you know. Yeah, that's it, you know. Yep, that's about it. (laughs) Next. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. I was stumbling across... uh iTunes and I discovered a podcast that I haven't listened to but the name kind of uh, intrigued me and it's called Katie Vick is Alive Alive and I'm thinking about checking that out just for the name alone huh. <laughs> we're on Google Play now <laughs> yeah. Yay. What, what what's this project is it music is it a story what is it She's alive. Well, he hasn't heard it yet. He's going to check it out. Uh, okay, what am I listening to if I check this out? Am I listening to a podcast? He said am I podcast. listening to a song? Am I he listening po- to... Gee, he said podcast. <laughs> he did say okay. podcast. I, I, he's really <laughs> quiet, so I had to ask. Calm down. Okay. Uh, he sounded very distant. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, JT's doing news. All right, oh, God, okay. No. Give, g- gifted in human facts, stupid sexy Gordon. Kudos to angrymarks.com, ecommerce.fiverr.com, nationalpillows.biz, coastermilkcartons.edu. When draw got a speech, drop, dash, dot, drop what you're doing, dot, you listen. G- G actually, JT actually sent G his stuff. 
Praise be G Inder dot California or Canada. Sorry. If Daryl dies, we riot dot Melmac. One date wonder JT is dot self-explanatory. It's Joe T Joe and JT's birth month dot deal with it dot we do what we want. Whatever. No presents dot com. <laughs> Gene, Gene Simmons dot owns dot everything. G is too high dot keep G there dot go fund G dot com. Joe kind today. What? Oh, cough syrup today. Lots of cough syrup. Joe kind of stopped rest- watching wrestling except for the wrestling he kind of sort of watched at glitter, glitteral, glitteral bearded landshark.org. This segment needs more Barkley.turble. Yes, everybody cares about this section. Exclamation point. Cheap heat, cheap and slightly more expensive heat and noise, 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 drinking beer, smoking. Put pot that emporium, and of course, specialty, 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 because you know Joe's plan sick. Friendly reminder of some stupid shit you never cared about. We do we really? Oh, do we? Do you want? Okay, Jericho's in and New Japan means WWE is dying because Jericho's their top star and the E just lost him. What did you just do? Did I make the list? I just, I just came, came buckets. No. <laughs> I just came buckets. <laughs> hey, I'm new. To, I'm new to reading this 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 part. So you know, I, I've read the news before, but I'm new. To, I'm not used to reading the the, the Reddit Reddit stuff. You gotta give me a, gotta give me a little bit here. I don't see the big deal about Jericho facing Ziggler. Oos. Shit post. Who said that? Um, Alien twenty six thirty. Yeah, it's also a quote from Roman Reigns. Well, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> Sorry, man. Jericho will bury Omega, and here's why, by Luke Kazma. One, he's got the E running through his veins. Two, Omega won't be allowed to do non-nig puro spots because of the E style. That's it, Mark. TNA News. Impact Wrestling ruins everything. Losses lead to journalist layoffs. On Monday, the remnants of the Fight Network's news operation were laid off. The live audio, the live audio wrestling franchise, which predated the network's existence, was put on a short hiatus. Reporter John Pollock and fellow host Y Tang, Jason Agu, <laughs> G Hall, I'm not and on Roman Roman Poland, Dan Rollover, and you're all let go. We're all let go. Pollock did, also did WD uh, c- c- covering I think, what? I think you need help with this one because Pollock also did WD double duty duty covering MMA. He was the last man standing at the network after anchor John R- Ramdeen, analyst Robin Black, and others were let go during another round of mass layoffs in March. That move, which was made just eight weeks after the sale officially went through, signaled the offensive the effective end of the network's in studio desk shows which had already been moved to online only. Even if the Fight Network keeps going, the news organization, which was a big part of network's appeal, and the sole reason why it had name recognition outside of Canada, appears to be dead. TNA actually murdered a channel. (laughs) Well, you know. This is a first. Usually they got let go. This time they stuck around and sent the (laughs) channel packing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haven't seen up for us as a first. It, it also, well, it, it it's also interesting. I I I 
I find it really fascinating. They're rebranding the show. They they fired all the people who've been with the show for like I think thirteen or no ninety seven. Uh, then they changed hosts in like around ninety nine or two thousand. So it's been a while, seventeen years. They're <laughs> gonna, but they're keeping the brand name. And what do you think it's gonna be? I think it's gonna be Jeremy Borat show. <laughs> Seriously, they're gonna they're gonna have their own little show podcast using the wolf <laughs> brand name. Yeah, this actually got early. This was like a number one story on Reddit for like the day it got announced. But I didn't actually check it, that, so I don't how that reaction went over. But that that show was like the longest running wrestling podcast on the planet. That's why it's important, even if you don't know it or listen to it. It was the longest. That's where Meltzer started podcasting, for fuck's sake. So, that's kind of nuts. TNA killed that. <laughs> ain't, ain't TNA great? I know, right? <laughs> it really is TNA now, because holy fuck, everything had to do with Canada this week. Crazy. Except for keeping it alive. They let this guy go. Who'd they let go, JT? Longtime financial officer Dean Broadhead, who kept Impact afloat during numerous issues in the 2010s, was let go from the company in September. Also, oh, go ahead. I was say that's whack. This is the guy that kept the cockroach alive. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Read between the lines of that one. What does this mean for the company? The we'll share. I guess you're coming for CBC next. I don't know. <laughs> I fucked up my home. I just I that that's that's actually a much bigger story, I think, than it seems. Like that's the only thing I saw about it. But we've talked so much on the show about this company like surviving all these things, all these things. And this is the guy that was behind most of like fudging the numbers and making it work. And that's fucked up. He really seems like the last person you'd want to get rid of, especially if everything else is so for lack of a better word, unstable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems, it seemed a lot more important than I think a lot of people were giving attention to it, or at least uh, angry marks. Again, I'm not going to hate on it. I, they do most of my work for me, so. Huh. All right. Tell, tell us about this asshole getting let go. Well, I, I don't know. I was just... Well, we were talking about the other <laughs> I'm asshole. I'm an idiot, you screwed over my, my man, Brett. Oh. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about the other, the other, the other asshole. <laughs> you just the other asshole. It appears Earl Hebner has left Impact Wrestling. Not too surprising, really, given his son Brian was released earlier this week, along with two other refs. And because Impact has decided they're they going to use local referees for matches as a cost-saving measure. Well, why not just go with no referees? Just have the, fa- have, have the four fans that show up count. Well, I mean, you take one person out of the audience, there's only two left, so. <laughs> like you say, just, yeah, it's easier. That's a, that's a definite save. They make money on that because you get the money from the two people paying. Yeah. And buying the, 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 the old DVDs that probably, I that are older, that, that are that still, that are probably the ones that I have. That probably. I have for 10 years. <laughs> probably. MJ, Jen- MJ Jenkins has been re- also been released by Impact Wrestling. Also released was Rockstar Spud because they didn't file his visa paperwork in time. I think Elias is a face and Jason Jordan is a heel because I'm absolutely retarded and have no idea how to follow a simple storyline, said Sex Hulk on Reddit. 
Why doesn't the E do long-term booking? Personally, I agree with that statement because I think Jason Jordan's just a guy who hates music. <laughs> That's what I get out of the storyline. Was he sharing salad this week again? Or maybe no. he was just trying to end World Hungry? <laughs> no, this time he just like flat out interrupted him. Oh. Oh no, he you know and he ran to the ring and then he smashed his guitar. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I missed that. I mean, like I said, I missed a lot of this show. So was was he good at singing this week? Or I hear he's getting better. I'm told. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Elias. Me and my best friend Michael are. Cole are gonna go you to pay attention to it. So tell me, is do you think his his musically is he getting better? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't he's... know about his singing, but I know it ain't no ain't my baby tonight. <laughs> uh, it would be better if he was a heel if he sucked. So maybe him getting better is, is a very slow burn on the face turn, huh? Could be. I don't know. Yeah. I just like when I see guys like Aiden English or, or Elias like doing their bit and then somebody interrupts, it's like, man, these faces don't like music. We don't have any singing faces. Why? Why are there no singing baby faces? I I, I don't I don't get it. Uh, well, I didn't see it, but I heard stuff about Elias doing a cover of Wonderwall or something that Elias, people just went nuts over. Like he's a baby face now. I don't know. Elias Anderson, Gallows, and Bo Dallas did a cover of Wonderwall at a European show. There's a video out there of it. Oh my, well, add that to Bo Dallas's rap history, and you should just have a recording contract now. I agree. Yeah, it was at, it was at a house show in Glasgow, and uh, apparently the fans like really started getting into it, and then Elias started changing the, the words, saying how he wanted to punch everybody in the face, including the children. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a heel. Yeah, I just saw a bit of it on Twitter where they were singing, and the crowd was like all singing along. And I guess also at that show, uh, Triple H joined the Shield. Oh, that was that episode. Okay. Yeah, I heard about Triple H doing that. That was Glasgow, huh? Yeah. Kingslayer. <laughs> what? Well, you know, uh, I, I'll. Don't worry. I'm going to bury the Shield soon enough. Trust me. Don't worry. Wait till we get back to America. America. Bad news. <laughs> Bad news for Bound for Glory tonight. Like, anybody cares that that's even going to be on tonight because we have things called Walking Dead and, you know, NFL. I bet you, I bet you the Raiders-Walking-Dolphins game tonight with two super suck teams is going to do better than fucking Bound for Glory. But, 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 but people won't be there. <laughs> Taya... Taya Valkyrie can't go to Canada, so her red wedding match with with Rosemary has been scrapped. Taya herself was the was disappointed, but promised to be back in January. The issue appears to be that she's not yet a permanent resident of the U.S., even though she's married to Johnny Impact, John John Hennigan. So she so she could travel to Canada, but might not might not but might not be able to cross back to the United States. Yeah, they were making a big deal about that that um, Mike Elgin had had some of the same problems, and he's married to an American and has been here a while, but going to Canada wasn't the problem. It was getting back in the country and yeah. you know, comments about the uh, current political situation pretty much blamed everything on that, and you know, that's just 
garbage all the way around. That red wedding match was supposed to be, you know, one of the big selling points of the entire show. And it just, I don't know, maybe I'm being unfair here, but it kind of seems like this should not have been a last minute realization that yeah, they should have known that her permanent resident paperwork was not going to be ready by this point because stuff does not go that fast. And this should have been realized and dealt with way before now. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you know this is your big pay-per-view, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't see as much as we should on the E. You don't see if Vince is going to have 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 it in Toronto. There, you don't see this shit happening fucking uh, six weeks before or the night of. You know, Vince gets this shit together, make sure everybody can be over there before fucking. And if they can't, you know, and if they can't, they're not booked. Yeah. Simple as that. Ed Nordham. Oh, sorry. What was that? I was going to say continue. Okay. Ed Nord Ed Nordholm sent a letter to Impact Wrestling staff in Nashville telling them that the opera- operations will be consolidated in Toronto starting soon. If they use a certain number of Canadians, they will be eligible for production tax breaks. Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan will be working at the tapings next week. The company is not bringing back Braxton Sutter or Dutch Mandel to Canada. No. CanCon and tax breaks require a certain number of categories of areas of production, not a specific number of employees. Fucking Americans! LOL. I took your jobs. We took your jobs! We took our jobs! Yeah. I like how the guy who lives in a border city is not going to the Canada tapings. <laughs> you have to get that uh, passport thingy, dude. Did you ever get that? Me? No. <laughs> oh, then that's why you're not going. I'm talking about Braxton Sutter, not me. Maybe I am not Braxton Sutter. No matter what Maybe. Mark says, I am not Braxton Sutter. Ah, uh, you're Braxton. You're Tony Braxton. <laughs> there are pictures of me with Braxton Sutter, so <laughs> I can prove I'm not him. I, I have a feeling a bunch of those Nashville people are losing their jobs. That kind of sucks. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure that's why I was in quotation marks there. They're just kind of hinting or alluding to that. But yeah, they, they get tax breaks based on like a certain, certain areas like directing, writing, and things like that. So if you qualify for those breaks, depending on how many of them you actually have in place, and it works that way for music as well. That's probably what they're doing and why they're doing a lot of these things. And maybe that's why that one guy got fired. I don't know with the the guy who was taking care of their financial woes, but oh. And this from Jihaz to come. No, it has to come. A ghost come. Uh, a ghost come. <laughs> on on the Reddit. Does anyone does anyone know <laughs> Drew Gulak looks different since he altered his appearance? Matthew Hardy has re- has revised, amended, and updated his broken Matt trademark application. 
The new application includes a CWF Mid-Atlantic Wrestling poster showing him as Broken Matt during the Hardy's Expedition for Gold tour. Hardy has also retained an IP lawyer in Nashville, Tennessee to help to help securing the rights to what's his. Broken broken Matt Hardy trademark update. Nothing has changed. Emma, Darren Young, and Summer Rae are all being paid until February of next year under the no-compete clauses in their contract. Emma had enemies on the writing staff, and that contributed to her being released, which some in the company consider to be addition by subtraction. Voodoo Mafia made the decision to release her. John Cena and Blackface and Summer Rae at the budget meeting on Sunday. And all three were informed before they would they would have flown to TV for their next tapings. This one, this is this from I Like Your Poetry on Reddit. Now that Darren Young is released, we finally have a winner for NXT Redemption. It was a grueling 2,429 days, but Titus O'Neil has finally outlasted the competitors to be the winner of NXT Season 5. I look forward to seeing who will tit- Titus will pick as his next pro. <sighs> Sorry, I had to drink to that. Sawyer Fulton of NXT has been given his release by WWE. Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know who he is either, man. I'm with you. Whole whole cities in 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 central New York are being hired by WWE and released. Who? Did you know this coaster? <laughs> no, we have. There's a Fulton, New York. So you know. Okay. Who the hell is Sawyer Fulton, though? I have no clue. I think he was. Got released. He was one of the original members of Sanity. I think. Oh. I think. <laughs> Sanity is the Eric Young team, right? Yes. Okay, I keep up to date. I haven't seen NXT. <laughs> I haven't seen NXT. I know, in, yeah, I haven't seen I, NXT I in months. Somebody on the show would be like, "Oh, that guy's good," or something. I, I guess. I, I can't speak to. Yeah, I can't speak to Bye, if he was Sawyer, any good. Fuck off! All right. So, here's another guy who could fuck off. Apparently, according to the internet, Leo Rush got so much heat for his poorly timed joke at Emma's release that he was almost fired immediately. immediately. And had a lot of negative heat directed his way by the NXT locker room and personnel. His apology and William Regal standing up for him were the two things that ultimately saved his job. But he's still got an uphill climb now with the people he pissed off. That whole thing really got annoying super fast because, yes, it was a totally tone deaf and stupid thing for him to do. There is nothing about it that I'm going to defend. But you would think from looking at the responses that I am the only person who ever liked his work ever. Because everybody's coming out of the woodwork about how, oh, I always hated that guy. He sucked. He's a spot monkey. He should be fired. He's this. He's that. And it just seemed a little bit unnecessary given that the bulk of the blowback he was getting was from other wrestlers everybody else did not need to dogpile on because really you want to be honest it's not our business 
as fans, the wrestlers were taking care of it perfectly well. And you, know, you could say that you know he was young and stupid because obviously that's part of it. But I just didn't see that as something he should have gotten fired for. Certainly not everybody who was just salivating for him to get fired for it so they could post the same kind of thing at him. I mean, if you're that excited about the possibility of doing that, you're basically a person with really fucked up priorities and you need to calm down and have some dip. But uh, I hadn't heard anything about how it played out, so he's not fired at this point. Good. Okay. <laughs> Jim Cornette basically said on his podcast, I don't know nothing about this guy. I don't know nothing about this girl, but like it was completely and utterly pointless for him to post this. And he deserves the backlash was the general consensus of Mr. Cornette, who has no loves stake in this his backlash, loves his backlash, but he, he had no personal stake in this whatsoever. Cause he didn't know a shit about either one of them. So it was just like, listen, if you're the low guy on the totem pole, somebody gets fired, you make fun of it, you deserve all the backlash you get. Yeah, okay. He, he does, because the, you know he's the one who's got to find a way to climb out of that hole. But, yes. You know, people have done a hell of a lot worse and not gotten fired, and I just didn't see it as a termination thing. No, I didn't even think it was a big deal. It was just... Well, first of all, I didn't even know he was signed with WWE when I first saw this. So this is like yeah, he, real, really recent, really yeah, recent, I think. Really recent. So this is like um... so for me, it was just like, hey, that guy that ESW booked a couple of times said some shit about Emma on on Twitter. Whoop de doo! And then I found out he worked there, and I'm still like, I I still don't see the big deal. And, you know, but clearly other people did and made a big deal out of it. And sure, whatever. I mean, I get the whole argument that, yeah, you, you're you a nobody there. And she was there for many, many years and has been places where he's never been. And he's, you know, should be respectful to other people in the business or whatever. But, you know, for me, it was just like, dude said, some, dude said something on Twitter. whoop de doo Nobody ever says anything stupid on Twitter. Never. Mega. So, uh, what else is going on with that? Is that it? Is that what you guys know too? He's currently still working and working uphill and nothing else came of it? As far as I know. Hmm. Yeah. He posted a really cryptic tweet that could have been interpreted as he got fired or could have been interpreted that he's in a lot of trouble and just has to work his way out of it. Apparently it's bachelor number two. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I figured if he were going to get fired, there would be something publicly stated about it. And there never was. So yeah, it seemed like the story disappeared. Like after a couple days, I remember it blew up the Sunday after we did the show. I think it was Sunday night, right? Where he tweeted that out or during that day. Yeah. Whenever they announced the, uh, the releases. I mean, it's just something like it sounded like something a fan would say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's what you get for uh, whatever the fuck he said about Oscar. Like, 
Oh, okay. I never even saw the tweet that got him in trouble. Oh, yeah, the, the tweet was like something about like that's what you get for uh, underestimating the power of Oscar or some shit like that. Oh no, he said uh, that's what happens when you're not ready for Oscar. That's what it because was. The, the whole nobody's ready for Oscar over and over again. Right. He said, you know, "This is what happens when you're not ready for Oscar," and uh, it was clearly meant as a joke, and it clearly bombed horribly. It's but... it's something a fan would say. It, it, it that's exactly it's something a mark would say. Yeah, <laughs> which all wrestlers basically are. So there you go. He he has <laughs> not been doing this that long. I mean, he's just this side of fanhood himself. Sure. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think he's got more of a fan mindset than the wrestler mindset now. I mean. <laughs> He's only like 22. I mean, he, he's very young, which is not an excuse for everything. I know that, but he just has not had the time to figure shit out. I'm cool with that as long as I can at least make excuses about my mistakes because I'm old. Can I do that? As long as that's cool. Yeah. I think when we get old, we can have totally different excuses. I'm senile, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa G. Sorry, sorry, bank, about the mortgage payment, but <laughs> my walker broke, so I couldn't get to the ATM. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I, I just never actually got around to checking out that tweet, and I just heard there was so much reaction about it, and, like, the stories, I read a couple of them, and no one had posted what he actually said, and I was, like, wondering. I figured, oh, I'll hear about this later in the week. This is a big deal. And then this morning, I'm going through the news. I'm like, oh, yeah, this thing. Essentially, stupid yeah. Mark says stupid Mark thing, and uh, but he happens to work for WWE. Goddamn noise. Oh, well. <laughs> There's another thing Cornette said was uh, like he'd rather be out with the fans than in the, than in the back because he can't stand hanging out with the Marks. <laughs> this is more, uh -huh. wrestler, more wrestlers are Marks than fans these days. Of course they are, man. Of course, you have to be, though, if you want to be effective. You got to lift the gimmick in the ring. Sure. Well, one thing people were totally making fun of Leo Rush and giving him shit for is apparently when Daniel Bryan tweeted out people he wanted to wrestle, he said he included, there were like five names separated by commas, and one of them was Rush. And apparently Leo Rush thought it was him, not realizing that there was a Russian CMLL. And I don't know that that's really that stupid of a mistake. If you don't follow Lucha and you don't know who Rush is, sure. Uh, Daniel Bryan is known to watch the independent scenes. He knows who guys are who came up like him. I don't think that's totally stupid of a mistake. No, I don't think so either. Well, speaking of getting names wrong, JT. Mm -hmm. WWE chose not to sign Iro Shahari because of a heart condition discovered during her medical screening. Dastard, breaking dastardly villains, WWE have the audacity to make the Eric Neville sit out of the remainder of the, of the of the contract he himself signed and attempted to walk out of. 
The move comes as a surprise to many who expected to see Neville and Bullet Club sometime last week. Bastards. They killed oh, Ken. They're, they make him an honorous contract. Right? There were a lot of people who thought that he was going to show up at Power Struggle and somehow get involved in one of the title matches. There's no logic to that whatsoever, but there were a lot of takes on that. Oh, you know what they say? Those guys say, my lady. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought that was like a segue for me to go. Um, WBS filed a trademark application for Kids for Kids, and a new wrestling and a new wrestling alliance tra- trademark has been approved for publication in a journal called the Trademark Gazette. When they publish the trademark, that will begin the opposition opposition period for anybody to file against the new NWA noise. <laughs> Russo Russo talk. WWE confirmed that Elias and Jason Jordan will have a guitar on a pole match, bro, at Raw next week. <laughs> Jason Jordan and Elias have been going back and forth, and last week on Raw. Uh, not not this past week, but the week before, Elias like took a baseball swing at Jason Jordan, whacked him in the arm, gave him this huge welt, and then this week Jason Jordan came out and smashed the guitar. So that led to this guitar on a pole match, bro. Yeah, bro. It actually, officially says bro on their dot com. Yeah. Oh, really? Go check. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> no. I was gonna say. No. I had to play that. Come on. I, I, I almost clicked on the link. Oh. It should though. It it should. Well, speaking of uh, going back in time, Roman, when they invent the, when they invent time travel, I'm going to visit a 12 year old Daniel Bryan and tell him he's going to get choke slammed by Kane on 10 30 2017, just to see the look of bewilderment on his face. It might it might even show up in this tactical jacket. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Whatever. The champ, the champ sports brand is bringing back a sneaker watch with the Enzo Amore, with Enzo Amore starting next next Monday. Sin Cara has been getting a bigger push on SmackDown because he signed a new multi-year deal and has also has this new a new sneaker line coming out. Who would wear Sin Cara sneakers? You like you constantly trip or get injured. Yeah, basically, you you just fuck up everything you do while you're wearing them. I think that's totally unfair to to the guy playing Sin Cara now because all that applies to the previous Sin Cara more so than it does to uh, the current one. <laughs> Remember when I, we were told the original Sin Cara was supposed to be like the greatest wrestler ever? Yes. <laughs> well, he is now. He's got his own shoes. <laughs> I, I'm shocked there was two stories about shoes this week in the news. Like that fucking Enzo Amore sneaker watch thing, and then this it was in the same day, actually. Like, huh. Shoe talk. <laughs> I was born in 2001. 
Let me tell exactly. Let me tell exactly why Bret Hart is extremely overrated and it could never measure up to the great Triple H. Uh, I was born, you know, twenty years earlier. I'll agree with that statement. No, I, I'm totally kidding. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Fake news. Fake news, folks. Paige could be back on TV for WWE in a matter of days. I didn't even know she was even she was re- even retired. She never got fired, really. She's just no. out. Uh, yeah, she was that... all technically under contract during all of that bullshit the last year we talked about. Believe it or not, dude. Ah, uh. crazy, huh? Like she is literally supposed to be back last week. I think I heard something, so I bet you she will pop up. Didn't Joe come back this week too, right? I think he did. Joe and Nia Jax both came back in back-to-back segments. Well, I didn't hear any about anybody dying, so I didn't know Joe came back. So you know, Joe's gonna kill you. No, I think I think uh, that'll happen later. They'll let him wrestle. They'll kill someone for you, buddy. It'll happen. Alberto Albatron. Be- bemoans his his life being public in a world we live in today your life is going to be public for people to see i'm old school it was very difficult for me to accept that everything i do is public knowledge that's why i keep tweeting about my about my dirty laundry i mean who am i paro there was some kind of story about him getting pushed like getting pushed down by fans or something in a show i didn't pay much attention to it though I didn't hear about that at all. Yeah, I, I think I saw it. Was it. funny that this guy's like complaining about. I, I cut a bunch of his fucking rant out because it was just him complaining about like about this idea. People know all about him because of Twitter. And this is the idiot who's been going on fucking Twitter, picking fights with like Triple H and talking is like really pretty much talking about everything he's complaining about. Talk people talking about and then like why are they talking about it? What the fuck? Seriously, like, how stupid are you? I, I just don't understand this guy's point here, so I had to make fun of him. Yeah, there's a video out there. I guess he was in India uh, trying to take a selfie with fans, and they pushed him down. <laughs> Get out of here! Yeah, pretty much. You in her photo. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I haven't watched this video yet, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, here's an article. Cake and eating it, too, this guy with that. So Whatever, he gets picked on. Former WWE <laughs> superstar Alberto Del Rio, who presently performs as Alberto El Patron for Impact Wrestling, was apparently pushed around by fans during the recent Impact Wrestling tapings in India. Patron defended his GFW championship against Chris Adonis, former WWE superstar Chris Masters, at the tapings in Mumbai and celebrated with the fans in attendance. Oh. Yes, put the link in okay. the... Uh, put the they link were, they the were there here. to see uh, Jehan uh, Sinia. Or however they spell it. I didn't realize who this guy was. <laughs> this from Sir Toolman on, on Reddit. Stephanie McMahon is a shitty one-dimensional hero killer character. Haha, everything involving 
Ty Dillinger should be a 10. Haha, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, I auditioned, I auditioned for that part, and I was all but told it was mine. So I got bitchy about it and refused to watch the show because I didn't get it. Actually, the real reason was he they offered it to him, and it was uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, not Walking Dead. So no, it, it, was, it, was, it was actually to play Abraham. <laughs> Gee, I'm trying to make a job. <laughs> no, I just realized I didn't even tell him the part. It was a big, uh, big part on the show. He's dead now, uh, so it doesn't matter. I know. Spoiler alert. I was at my brother's house in Boston, supposed to be there for the holidays. Didn't pay attention to anybody because I was supposed to be memorizing my scripts. And then at the last second, they pulled the Hogan cape out from underneath me. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I just I, I realized, oh, I probably should have included the part of the quote that talks about what part he was supposed to play. That's okay. I like Hatfield playing playing Abraham better. The season seven debut of Total, Total Divas did not impress in the ratings department. It did a 0. .24 in the 18 to 49 demo and 556,000 viewers. These numbers were down 27 and 23% from the season six premiere, which did a whole whopping 0. .33 demo and 724,000. Okay. Oh boy. And what everybody wanted, wants to hear. Listen up, folks. Everyone's favorite. Kelly Kelly says she may not be done with wrestling. Like I tell everybody, there's no feeling like walking through that curtain and having the fans realize you are about to ruin everything. Ruin everything, Ted. <laughs> Good one, G. That's what she said, man. Yeah, G doesn't alter these quotes. <laughs> That's why I can read them with a straight face every week. Teach off, teach off on on Reddit. I think I'm sure it doesn't have the weird picture. London crowd chanting, "We want good dentistry at Triple H." Yeah, that's kind of hope Mark was here for that, but oh well. <laughs> Total Redivas, mother of fucking season preview, dressed like a champ. Natty hates babies. Free hat. Wow, that was terrible. Dressed like a champ, Natty. Hates babies. Free hat. Thank you. Hot You're welcome. Supposed to be red. Hey, I did more. No, no, no. In the last hour than I've done on like the last like three weeks of episodes. This is true. Holy shit! Philadelphia is at fifty points on Denver. God damn it! Jeez. I got Denver's defense playing this week. Fuck you, damn Denver. Sorry. <laughs> no, seriously. Fuck you, Denver. Yeah. Yeah. And they did. <laughs> Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yep. Perhaps. Uh, this Maybe. Is my last. This will be my last episode with hair. <laughs> the shave will be happening this week. How the fuck do they beat the Raiders and then lose to the Jets? 
<laughs> I know that even the Raiders make the Jets blowing blowing out the Jets look easy. <laughs> like seriously, how, how does that? How, how is it the Raiders make this blowing out the Jets look easy? And Buffalo, after kicking the Raiders' ass, can't can't fucking be can score seven whole points on the fucking Jets. I was just messing seriously. with people. I was just messing with people on Thursday just because like I wasn't watching the game. I wasn't paying attention. I got on Facebook. Uh, right when I turned on the uh, Sabres game, because the Sabres play the late game, and um, just scrolling through my timeline, and people are like calling for the coach to be fired and saying, oh man, same old Bills, and no more playoffs this year, and this is 18 years in a row now, we're not going to the play. Like, you lost a game. You lost yeah, badly but... to the New York Jets, but it's a game. Yeah, that's why I hate, it's like like two weeks ago, when there were still 10 games left, and Olsen was 2-4, and four, and Mm-hmm. Oh, they're overrated and this and that. And they're a one hit one. Dude, there's still 10 games left. When it's eight weeks later and they're two and 12. Okay, yeah, you can say that shit. I, I just but like the... right now there's still eight. Right now there's still eight games left in the season. Second half of the season, anything can happen. <laughs> anything can happen except for except for the 49ers and the Browns because they've already lost half their games. So even <laughs> though there are seven and nine teams that have made the playoffs. So. Right. Yeah. I... <laughs> But I I just like it's funny to me because a week ago there was a story that came out that uh that the Bills coach was walking through the parking lot after the Raiders game and like fans were offering him beers and he's like, No, 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 thank you, you know, I appreciate it. And this week they're all like, That dude needs to be fired. <laughs> like they lost a game. They still mm-hmm. have a winning record. There is still a good chance that this team who has not made the playoffs in 17 years, might actually make the fucking playoffs for once. But, of course, they did lose to a division rival, so... Who knows? I don't know. So I just was fucking with people. I just went on, and I'm like, Hey, Sabres are gonna, Sabres playing. Uh, how are the Bills doing? <laughs> Somebody put a gif on my comments and just said, Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well. On that note, anybody got anything else to say? No. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we is. We is definitely good. Should I leave the the outro to JT? <laughs> no. oh, now I gotta look up everybody's Twitter account. I got All it. Right, I got it. I got, it. I got it. I'm at Random Redhead. You can follow Joe at Think So Joe. G is at G of the Internet. Drow is at Book Junkie Jana. Mark is at Mark underscore Noise. Coaster is at um, El Generico. We are Board Wrestling Fan. Board Wrestling, Brood Wrestling Fan without vowels. Find us on the Twitters, people, and Facebook if you can. If you know all our real names, find us on Facebook. Download the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Cheap Heat, Blueberry, Google Play, now we're available on. Wherever you download your fine podcast, we're there. Except ours, ours isn't fine. <laughs> and clear. <laughs> <laughs>